Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about Halloween. Woo, do your woo. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) I'm happy we have fun. Yes. Even if we're the only ones who do. Um, I don't think we're the only ones. No, (laughs) I think we've verified that others have fun too. That's true. Oh man, I I think Halloween is my least favorite holiday. In fact, one of my least favorite days of the year. Yeah, I, I don't I don't love it either. Hence the episode that we're doing about it, and we'll we'll dive into all of that. I think I used to really love it. And so we'll we'll go on that that um, psychological journey of <laughs> how I went from loving it to not loving it quite as much. It should it should be fun. I think I'm just proud of us for offering a timely topic. Although you could argue that all of our topics have been somewhat timely, considering we started the podcast during perhaps the most anxiety ridden period of ever all time. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree there. And also everything just naturally ends up being timely since it's not like we have a content calendar in any way, shape or form. Um, so yeah, we just want to quickly preface this by saying this is going to be a shorter episode today because we both have had really busy weeks and we have a quick turnaround on editing and it's going to be a bit of a mini-sode this time. So we're going to try not to get too derailed and deranged and like a I don't know for some reason the idea of like a melted Halloween pumpkin just came into my head and I can't quite make the visual work but (laughs) (laughs) me either for what it's worth (laughs) try not to uh, melt your brain like a molding Halloween pumpkin (laughs) yeah that's and that's what we promised each and every week with I'm anxious about Yeah. Anyways, it'll be a little bit shorter. Not. It's not going to be like 12 minutes and you're like, what happened? But I guess the good thing is if you had a pang of sadness when we mentioned it'd be a little bit shorter, it means you care. So that's a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And everyone's probably just like, oh, finally, Jesus Christ, maybe we'll get to the point without a jillion <laughs> ridiculous metaphors that take 30 minutes to elaborate and just <laughs> no, get I think woven back in time and time again. <laughs> That's the that's the crux of that's what makes the show great. We both know that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so Chris, in the spirit of keeping things, uh, oh, in the spirit, get it? That's almost a pun. I like um, it. In the spirit of getting things uh, moving along in a somewhat fast fashion, I'm going to ask you on a scale of one to being forced to enter a nationally televised costume contest. How anxious do you feel today? So the first thing I should say is that the scale itself makes me adds an extra point of anxiety because there's nothing (laughs) nothing I like less than being part of a nationally televised Halloween costume contest. But yeah, joking aside, it's one of those days where it's kind of hard for me to put my finger on exactly how I feel. Um, It was my birthday on the weekend, which was wonderful. And that was a definite high. And then I think for me, just something I struggle with is those valleys that we've talked about before where like it kind of feels like every high, it has a necessary low that goes with it. So I think I'm just off of the high on the weekend and 
wading through the low a little bit. And mm-hmm. that's okay. I mean, I understand myself well enough to know that I don't need to ring all the alarms because I'm not, uh, you know, a million percent. Yeah. Whether I'm anxious, I think I am a little bit anxious because I have a lot on my plate this week. You know, I'm going to get through it and all that kind of stuff. And it's more just about not letting, particularly like just staying focused on the things that I actually need to get done. I think ADHD really is, uh, it's really natural to ADHD to think about, okay, so I need to get this one thing done. And then when you start doing that one thing, you think about the 14 other things that get done. And it ends up being counterproductive because you waste the mental energy you should have spent on the one thing you actually need to get done on the other things which may not need to get done quite as much. And so I'm just making a point this week of staying legitimately focused on the things that that actually need to get done. I was feeling a little bit uh, burnt out yesterday, but not necessarily anxious. I think probably I can go ahead and give myself like a Really, it's it's kind of like a three. It, it's it's kind of like last week where it's more the extracurriculars. I'm just a little <laughs> bit tired and a little bit down, but it's it's not really anxiety per se. But of course, got to have that pleasant baseline of anxiety, right? Always like a little current just running through everything. <laughs> Look at you, metaphor already. <laughs> what? Oh, the current. <laughs> I was like, what metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> They're all so natural no- now. <laughs> yeah, you don't even notice anymore. Yeah. Um, so how um, how are you doing on that on that scale? Which I really I really do like the scale, but on a yeah. scale of one to being forced to enter a nationally televised costume contest, uh, where are you at? Yeah, I feel like if there was a circle of hell that was created specifically <laughs> for me as an individual, that would be it, and I would just relive that day over and over again, Groundhog's Day style. But yeah, I'd say I'm pushing a four. I'm not okay. particularly anxious, but I know that I have to fly on Thursday and that's causing Mm -hmm. me a little bit of anxiety because I have a morning flight, which automatic anxiety and also Mm -hmm. like coronavirus cases are rising really rapidly all over Europe. So obviously I'm not delighted about being stuck in a metal tube wearing hazmat level gear for (laughs) two and a half hours. But I've accepted that that's what's going to have to happen on Thursday. There's not really an alternative unless I decide to live out the rest of my life in my friend's (laughs) living room, which I don't think they'll appreciate. Um, So, yeah, um, but I'm excited to get home. I miss my dog and husband and I'm looking forward to getting back to home, which is a feeling I haven't had all pretty much all year um, since March, at least. And so I'm looking forward to that feeling of being home again. So a little bit of anxiety just because I know what I have to go through to get there, but happy that that's on the other end. So let's say a four, but I've decided I'm just going to make my life easier. Like, because I have a morning flight, I'm just going to, you know, throw some money at Uber and just get myself there. So I don't have to deal with like lots of people on public transit getting stressed about exposure and, you know, this and that. So it's one of those things where... If I can find a way to throw money at a problem to make it slightly less of a problem, I almost always will. And that is why I'm not good with money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, all that sounds good. I think the good thing, though, is that, well, for one, to only be a four heading into it is great. And that's probably because you did it on the way over. And I think just to play therapist for a moment, probably also, you know, part of the reason you're probably not too stressed because it clearly seems like this was the right decision for you to come over here and you get to have that feeling of being excited to get home again, which you haven't had in like six months. So I think all in all, 
check marks all around for that being a success. So yeah. you'll get yeah. back and probably will open all sorts of new mental avenues for what else you can do. I mean, I know, for example, that, you know, Bree and I are taking the chance to just do those little getaways and, mm-hmm. and not making it over the top. I mean, for my birthday, we didn't do anything crazy. We just went and played some golf, which Bree kind of likes and I really like. And uh, that was kind of like my birthday gift. And we just stayed at a property near the water that was had almost nobody in it. And it worked out great. It wasn't a lavish vacation that I shall recall for the ages, but it, we still got to have that feeling of coming home mm-hmm. and that, uh, that I guess, welcoming that familiarity. So that to me is kind of priceless. And so we just try and put ourselves in a position, I don't know, at least once every couple of weeks, once a month when it's safe and reasonable to do so, to just hit that refresh button, which yeah. is something we clearly were not doing enough of at the beginning. I don't blame us because there was so much uncertainty, mm-hmm. but I think we, we have a good enough grasp now that we can afford to hit the refresh button and know just how valuable that is. Yeah, exactly. And this whole thing is a marathon, not a sprint. So 100%. you kind of have to take the risks that will enable you to be safe long-term by not burning yourself out on... That's right. You know what I mean? So I think it's important to know what are those things that you can incorporate to make yourself be able to make it through to the end of this because there is an end um, and it's looking closer and closer. I'm getting really optimistic actually, which is a strange feeling for me. Optimism <laughs> is not my uh, my strong suit. It's not my default mode of thinking. I'm more a chicken little, sky is falling a passerealist <laughs> yeah um so you know we just got to push through a couple more months and we'll be on the other end of this but i think it's important to do a couple things that give you that reset if you you know feel safe to do so so right. that I, I was just gonna say, i was just gonna say just to bring back to my metaphor of like the peaks and valleys so to speak like i think the problem before was i was just I wasn't necessarily giving myself peaks. It was just mm-hmm. valleys and lower valleys, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and so you have to give yourself peaks within reason. And But I, I think I, I'm very confident in saying there's ways that we can safely do that. Um, you know, we can't be bubble wrapped all the time. And, you know, there there are conscious ways that we can go about being outdoors that, you know, quite frankly, I need it. But yeah, anyways, shall we start to talk about, I was going to say the ween of Hallow, but that just sounds bizarre. No, should we start that, talking about Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's start talking about some Halloween. The first thing I did want to say is that for me, Halloween is just one of those things where I I have a hard time separating what I don't like about it from what makes me anxious about it. And I'm not necessarily sure what it is exactly that makes me anxious about it. But I think if we we have to put a finger on it, it, it's probably the emphasis on on the costumes, right? A little bit. Oh, I hate costumes for a variety (laughs) of reasons. But um yeah, a large part of it is the costume for me. I hate how every year it seems to be like a contest. How quirky and relevant to the time can you make your costume and like have plugged into pop culture and creative are you? And it almost feels sort of like a weird hipster pissing contest to like come up with, you know, something that's very like quirky, but of the moment and cool and funny and I also just like don't really think in a visual way that translates to things like costumes. Uh, I think in a very literal way. And so for me, it's just not 
my strong suit and then being sort of like expected to be judged on something that doesn't come naturally to me in any way, shape or form is a stressful mentality to enter into. So I really don't like the expectation of wearing a costume, but I also don't want to be the person who's like, yeah, I came just as myself because Halloween sucks. You know, so I feel like what is the bare minimum I can do to be considered wearing a costume without actually taking any like point of view? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I resonate really closely with all of that, actually. For me, the big issue is that I am actually really diligent at not procrastinating on things that need to get done professionally, but I'm really bad at procrastinating on things personally, or not really bad, but like I'm bad at things which I know don't actually matter, (laughs) you know, at my personal, and I don't, I can't for the life of me begin to care enough about the costume to make a really good effort for it. So then I get anxious about the fact that I know what's going to happen, which is that the day of the party, which I guess we don't have to worry about anymore. um, (laughs) Four one for Corona. Yeah. The day of the party, I end up Googling and it's just like, I get to this article that's just like, it's like, do you not want to do a big costume? It's like, go outside and get a leaf and put it on your hat and be a leaf blower. And I'm like, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. So I have to find this balance the other thing too is like brie is really visual and really creative with things and i think she like kind of resents me for for my (laughs) lack of effort with halloween so it's this thing where i have to be excited enough i'm not terribly upset that i don't really have to participate in the grand halloween uh adventure this year oh i'm overjoyed absolutely overjoyed because halloween to me it's one of those holidays that always ends up no matter how bad I think it'll be it ends up being worse than that and same with New Year's Eve I hate New Year's Eve with a passion and I just feel like you're always going to end the night disappointed and I feel like Halloween and New Year's Eve are two of those holidays for me but can, stick can we do that? Uh, can we do the timely episode on New Year's Eve? Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot to say about that. Me too. Like that one will probably be a little bit more serious too, because you can't help talking about the passing of time. Whereas Halloween, we can just talk about the uh, the absurdity of it all. Oh yeah. Um, I was really trying to dive deep onto like, so why don't I like it? Because I loved it as a kid. I loved. Um, like we used to go to the Hershey factory, which is, was in Smith Falls, Ontario, and we get all these big chocolate bars. And we were the house that gave out the big chocolate bars. Ooh, I love you, rich, rich. Yeah, um, <laughs> we. I think. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, I think we were. Um, to me, we that's were, what it was. It was like I was actually very sorry. I'm totally interrupting you, but I was like very um, capitalistic as a child about like Halloween, and like I very much valued and made a mental map of who had the big full size candy bars, and I was like, <laughs> so those are the good people. We go yeah. there, and I would always get super disappointed when I'd go to like a big rich ass looking house and they'd give you like you know fucking tootsie rolls okay so you would have well, loved no, actually my tootsie rolls are good no wait no tootsie yeah. pops are good tootsie rolls are bullshit that's Sorry. right that's right yeah yeah no so you would have been pumped because my house you would have gone up to it was a nice home you know i think it was, I, I have nothing but fond memories of that house i mean a nice backyard and everything like that but definitely not a monster home and like that but you would have been really pleasantly surprised because you would have arrived and thought, I don't know what I'm getting. And you would have gotten like a big chocolate bar and been like, wow, okay, these people are all kinds of generous. Um, 
which like really my parents are like the most generous people of all time. If I can be like one fraction of how generous they are, I will live a good life. So I'm, I guess I'm slowly breaking away from Halloween and going into family love here. <laughs> I should bring it back so to wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. You this are is the a, Mr. Rogers of podcasting. Thank you. Do you know what? I will I will take that. This is that. the second time I've called you Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I know, and I'll t- and both times I'll take it. I was gonna say to go back to kind of what I was getting at before I was rudely interrupted, which I won't point out publicly because I'm just so kind. All joking aside, I, I think that I was trying to examine what was it that kind of made me anxious about um, Halloween now. And I think I'd like to think of myself as somebody who's like humorous and whether or not I'm funny, I sure like to laugh. So I don't know. I'd like to think I'm funny. Otherwise, I'm really good at laughing loud enough (laughs) that people feel too awkward not to laugh with me. (laughs) So it's one of those two. But I think I feel this pressure that my costume needs to in some way reflect like, hey, I'm funny. And then Mm -hmm. I get this big pressure and anxiety around like, well, if my costume's not funny, then I think people are going to think I'm not funny anymore. And like, it's like this irrational fear that we've talked about before where like your your entire life of whatever you've done will be washed away by one instant, you know, (laughs) as if you arrive at the party and you're, you're not dressed up funny. And someone's like, I don't know. I kind of thought Chris was funny. You know, I guess guess he's not. (laughs) Wow. He's referencing a a movie from 2017. I guess he's not really current with the times. (laughs) Look at his leaf blower costume. So (laughs) weak. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just want to give a totally random aside shout out to one Halloween I did enjoy, which is when I went to the Fort Green dog Halloween parade in Brooklyn. And it was like the year that Sharknado like took the world by storm. Nice. Nice. Well done. I I wanted some, some praise for that one. I noticed by the fact that you emphasized storm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There were no less than three pugs dressed up as Sharknadoes and it was the best day of October that I've ever had. I was going to say best day of my life, but that was too, too much. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been a little too California. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was pretty grand and I enjoyed that. So maybe we should just always and forevermore push the costumes on the dogs. I love, I do love animals in costume, and Bree's been trying to get Koto in one for years. I'm not opposed <laughs> to it. I think, I think he you would just make him like be like a little Istanbul street vendor, like get him yeah. a little, one of those little, like kind of like, don't they have like these like little red hats? Mm, that's like the old, like, that they play off that like stereotype, the, the yeah. sort of the fezes or, or what have you. Yeah, they, get him one of those. So Even if it's not politically have, correct, I still want yeah, to see like Koto wearing, in one. They're not wearing <laughs> them per se because I don't want to go into Turkish history, but like Ataturk, who basically modernized the country, sort of was like, let's not do that anymore because we don't want to, you know, we just want to be thought of as like modern moving forward. And I don't know, the Fez isn't part of it or whatever. And so, but they still do like on the, on all like the street vendors, they would have that kind of like the hat or play of that hat and the logo. I wouldn't be wearing it, but I think it would be adorable. Like I was thinking of just even like if he was like P-Day, which is like Turkish pizza, just Kotu in the middle of a P-Day or something. Would <laughs> that be, would be super cute. You should make the Don Derma men who sell the ice cream and oh. do like weird tricks and just like put like a little like ice cream thing in front of him. Okay, this is getting very adorable. I'm start. Is it? I'm starting to like Halloween. What's going on here? Oh no! <laughs> so we've solved Halloween. The animals have to fix it, and 100%. that's that. 
we're done. I think cool. I think that's it. So is that is that the episode? <laughs> Animals for the for the win. Um, I guess we should bring it back to. I mean, that's one aspect of it. Oh, actually, before we switch off costumes, and maybe we won't switch off costumes, which would be fine too. But I did want to mention that I think part of the anxiety that I have is I'm secretly and not so secretly want to be the best at everything. And I think I know going into the costume, even though it's not going to be a literal costume contest, so to speak, I know going into it, I'm just going to be so far on the down the, yeah. the down the totem pole of people's costumes. Like I'm just going to be outdone because there's people who live for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So there's this part of me that's like, well, why even try if you're going to be 18th out of 24? You know exactly. Yeah, and you create so your own f- costume contest. Just right, and, and nobody else probably cares. Yeah. Although some people, based on their makeup, would suggest they do care. But I will, you know, they care, but they care for themselves. They probably don't give a shit what you do. They're like, oh, that's just someone who just doesn't care about Halloween. Cool. I don't care yeah. about like sports. You know, everyone has their interests. But like, I think we definitely read into it a lot. I definitely feel like people are going to think that I'm like some like killjoy bitch just because I don't want to like, you know, dress up in a costume. It's and what if you do and sorry, I, I don't want to um I'm pretty confident today, so I apologize if I just interrupt you. I, I I literally just like railroaded over you and was just like this is a story that I need to tell right now just a a minute ago, so don't worry about it. Okay, so I'm allowed to. I think I've forgotten what I have to say. Um <laughs> So if you want to take it away. <laughs> sure. Sorry about that. Um, all good. All good. One other thing that I hate about costumes is how, in my mind, it feels very wasteful. Mm. I don't like wasting money and I don't like spending money on something that I know I'm just going to use once and then it's just going to like sit in a corner of my closet like mocking me. That's why mm. like I would never buy a wig for a costume. Like any sort of costume that I do would have to be made out of clothes that I and like accessories that I already have. And I really don't want to buy anything special for something that I don't even enjoy. That's just like a social expectation of me. I'm the exact same way. And yeah, I feel like it's such an unfortunate pressure, kind of like we're like, you kind of have to spend 50 bucks to to make sure you have something going on, if not more. And I'm like, we've long time listeners. I apologize if you can hear construction in the background, but um, that's life right now too for me. I mean, I think that we've talked about this. Longtime listeners will know we've talked about it, the fact that we're probably both of us pretty good at not spending, you know, uh, ad nauseum, not spending wildly. So that, as you said at the beginning of the episode, like you don't have to feel bad about taking an Uber to the airport tomorrow because you know that you didn't spend $140 on your costume, right? So yeah. it's like, it's one, it's like one, that's, I'm with you that like the costume spend to me is in that category of like, decidedly unnecessary and the like uber to the airport i'm like i see value in that because you're buying right. yourself sleep you're buying yourself like ensuring you're not going to be stressed I, oh i remember what i was going to say before which just that sometimes and this is probably just me but like i feel like it's it's this kind of lose-lose scenario where like if i don't dress up then i feel like a jackass and if i do dress up then i kind of feel like a jackass and so i i don't necessarily love it but i, I also am curious like I'm literally like the most easygoing, pretty fun-loving guy, tend to be pretty optimistic. Brie is baffled and I'm baffled why Halloween is the one thing I'm just like a big curmudgeon on. Yeah. Um, I'm also a bit of a curmudgeon on Christmas, except for the aspects that aren't capitalist. Um, (laughs) I think I'm slow. Am I becoming a commie? 
I mean, by virtue of me being an American and you being a Canadian, then yes, just okay. Yes, all right. That was so. Oh, I forgot that you guys call socialism communism. I'm yes, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, you believe that people should not die for being poor, so yes. Um, yeah, that's communist for sure. Yeah, um, horrendous. Red scare. Red scare. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, I agree. I'm really not a holiday person in general, just because of like expectations. And I don't like having high expectations for something that I know is probably going to suck, which is how I feel about most holidays with the exception of Thanksgiving, because like horribly problematic history aside, I have a good relationship with my family and my family knows how to cook and knows how to eat. So I know it's always going to be like a joyful day. Yeah. So, there's also not there's not a lot of fluff around that day. I mean, yeah. again, uh, problematic history aside, I just had Thanksgiving with my family, not my full family, mind you, because of everything going on. But uh, my parents and I were near each other, you know, across the room, so to speak, and it was wonderful because it was just literally focused on like let's spend time together and enjoy some good food and some good wine. And there wasn't a lot of extra frills and fluff around that. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, and perhaps later we'll continue to talk and play cards and drink more wine. I was like, great. That sounds fantastic. And I think Christmas too, like the day of, I really love giving other people gifts that show I care and things like that. I'm like somewhat appalled by like the rush leading up to it. Oh, um, I hate it. And the, the pressure that people feel. I kind of feel again. This could be a little curmudgeon-y, but like I, I, I often feel like Christmas music starts in like October now. It's horrid, yes. And Christmas music sort of signifies like it's time to start thinking about buying, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like don't worry, just keep spending. Just you know, get and, and, into credit card debt. Yeah, because credit card debt's not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think actually that might be part of my resentment of Halloween is that. It signals the coming of Christmas everywhere. Like, I feel like the day after Halloween, it's just like you're going to be bombarded with Christmas shit until the end of the year. And I think, and it's also for me, besides Thanksgiving, it's like my lowest part of the year because like daylight savings time and all Mm. the just like really dark, cold days and the setting in of winter. So I think for me, Halloween is just like the harbinger of like the shittiest part of the year. And so I kind of like look to it as like a reference point for shittiness. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone came into this episode being like, I love Halloween, they're probably like, wow, I think these two people are ruining Halloween for me. Well, it's great because we'll never get invited to a Halloween party again. And then every year can be like this year where we aren't expected to go and dress up and make a fool of ourselves. While right? no one else actually cares. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I should mention, like, I I really want to like Halloween. And I can see how, like, you could get into it. And usually, like, I'm really on board with the, like, lame, let's be kitschy stuff, you know. And, you know, like, at university, I was, like, a kind of, like, involved with the Frost Week and stuff. And I wasn't, I wasn't uh, embarrassed to be cheering wildly and making a fool of myself. 
I even had like a van that I drove around in that said C Mitch on it. <laughs> so I there you don't go. don't understand. Oh, your initials. Okay. I was like, what? Yeah. C Mitch? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. yeah what is I, this because C-Mitch? I took it as like C, like a uh, C or uh, I can't spell S E A. I'm like, C Mitch? Like a C lion? <laughs> wouldn't it be funnier if it was S E E Mitch? It's like C Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> I took, I, the there was way too many homophone possibilities there. So exactly. It, it was for the record, it was the letter C and then Mitch. And I, and yeah. I love that kind of stuff. So I can, it's not that I can't can't get behind the spirit of things, but I think I was invested in that spirit of things. I think for some reason, I've just fallen out of love with the, sp- the spirit of, of Halloween. And and so I have some anxiety towards that. And I think, you know what, when I think about it, like I'm probably even anxious about the fact that I don't love Halloween. You yeah, know? Like me I, too, because I feel like it makes me feel like I'm like a humorless wench. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I want to be seen as someone who's like all in on all this kind of stuff. Like I feel like it's like both of us, I think, are pretty creative to a certain extent. And and um, it's interesting that we're both kind of weighted down by the pressure of the holiday, even though it's not really a big deal. And, and I, I don't know. It's I, I think it's this is probably one of those things that I'm still trying to get to the crux of like, what what is it about Halloween that makes me anxious? And this is certainly the most time I've ever spent thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yep. I'm just like I just feel a general unease normally, but yeah. now I'm actually interrogating it. I, I and I do and I do feel that general unease, but I think I think it's also it's just not my holiday per se. And I guess like maybe that's okay too. Like maybe maybe it's more a matter of me coming to accept that like I don't have to be a cheerleader for everything. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's okay to, to be like, yeah, I just don't love that holiday, so to speak, and. I guess I mean I think probably that the crux of it for me is that I just don't like the way that things become increasingly each year holidays become increasingly more sort of capitalist in their approach and I think Halloween has some really really sweet sentiments behind it like the idea of like a community supporting kids dressing up and handing out candy and all that kind of stuff and then like there's the other side of it it's like well now I'm at this awkward age where I'm 31 so like I don't have kids yet to get really excited about Halloween, in which case I think I would, you know, get excited about the kids dressing up and stuff like that. But I'm also not young enough to be tethered to the magic of it. So Mm -hmm. I'm in this strange middle ground, Halloween purgatory, where I don't really like going to the parties and I don't have kids yet to like, which I, for any listeners that are like, you're a monster, Chris, I will say that I will step up. I will be a Halloween father and I'll dress up as a kitten if I have to, but I, (laughs) you know, I will, I'll do what it takes, but I'm in this, I'm, I think maybe that's it. I'm in this, I'm in this Halloween middle ground, this Halloween purgatory that I'm kind of like, meh, speaking of, you can, speaking of kitten, you probably just heard Kotu in the background. (laughs) Oh Um, yeah. He's speaking up. Hi buddy. Hey Coats. Hey, don't worry, buddy. Just recording. Uh, anyway, if we can choose to keep this in or not. Of course um, we're keeping it in. He's a star. Okay. <laughs> you got to chill out, bud. I'm, I'm recording. I think you probably heard me say I was going to dress up as a kit. And he's like, Dad, <laughs> do it. Do it. We'll match. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, I mean, there's probably something you can comment on there. I don't, do, you, do you think that's fair to say? Like, it's is it the Halloween middle ground? Like, did yeah. you like it when you were a kid? Or like... Yeah, for me, because I'm choosing to remain child free and I there's no like, you know, there's no 
real reason to enjoy Halloween like ever again. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, even if my friends' kids like, you know, get dressed up, I'm just going to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to drink vodka with your mom or just not get involved. Like I'll take some photos of you looking cute and I'll like, like your photo on Facebook, but that's the extent to which I'm going to celebrate a random like child's Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just not something I'm ever going to get psyched about. So for me, it's just like, oh yeah, Halloween's over forever. I'm picturing this hilarious irony of you sort of declaring like I'm done with Halloween and then you park yourself on the house on the hill, you know, which is like dimly lit on on Halloween night and there's like lightning around it and like you've <laughs> you sort of take this role as like, you know, the kids like the like I dare you to go knock on the door. <laughs> I'm the you know? Grinch but Halloween version. Yeah, the Grinch Halloween version. <laughs> He's the spinster who hates Halloween. The spinster is <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> oh but my gosh. One thing I do love about Halloween though is that it gives me an excuse to watch like all of the horror movies good or bad because I love horror movies we've talked about this before and so I can just like unabashedly just like binge watch the best and worst horror of all time and so that is one thing I do enjoy about the holiday and that's it well there you go so I think we've offered a bunch of different thoughts there and it's probably going to be one of those episodes where people can listen to the full thing and then be like it seems like you guys don't totally know how you feel quite yet, particularly in my case. So like, this is how you actually feel. I mean, maybe Courtney, who was our guest in the last episode, can use her therapist powers to be like, Chris, this is why you feel this way about <laughs> Halloween. Um, and I would welcome that. So when we post in the We're Anxious About Facebook group, Courtney, if you want to chime in and be like, Chris, this is some serious classic insert whatever, I will accept Insert your stage of Freudian misdevelopment. Exactly. Right, exactly. I will accept your diagnoses. So did you have anything else you wanted to comment on Halloween-wise? I mean, I know we're trying to do our best to keep it pretty concise. I will just throw in there that I really also get super anxious around any costume that completely like obscures the face with like a, a mask or like a mascot thing. Like I have a fear of mascots after some particularly um accosting situations that occurred in Times Square. And now I'm really afraid of people in mascot costumes. So I don't, I also have like a small phobia of like any situation where like I can't see someone's face because there's like an anxious part of my brain that's like, what if they commit a crime against me and then I can't identify (laughs) them? So I just think that's vaguely relevant to Halloween. It's more related to random like Elmo's on the street and tourist centers, but uh, sometimes it's relevant to Halloween. Yeah. I also was thinking, I guess one thing I had written down was that I think it's a it's probably a difficult holiday for our listeners that have are really on the like the heavily socially anxious side of things. You know, there's a there's probably a pressure when especially when you're younger, perhaps in your teenage years when people could still gather <laughs> and <laughs> and there was this pressure of like dress up, be a part of the fun, you know, and I and I wonder how many young people really suffered in that sense of not wanting to go to those parties. But then this interplay we talked about of being like, well, I want to be a part of it, but this just isn't the way that I want to be a part of it, you know, um, adorned in costume. And you don't want to like miss a memory for a day of the year that's supposedly special. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to just like have like in your shame scrapbook, just like 
October 31st, I didn't go to a Halloween party because I was too embarrassed. Like, you don't want that. Did you just become a middle-aged simpleton? I guess. I don't know what that was. That was like, just like woeful scrapbook peruser i don't really know what that was so it reminded me of this is just a real curveball but uh back in the day i used to play warcraft on the computer like not heavily i've never been a gamer but if you were like the humans there was these peasants that would if you like assign them to a task they'd go work work you know (laughs) and it really remind you reminded me of like a warcraft peasant simpleton there okay this one yeah. Well, then so is that I, your next costume? That's the question. Oh God, no, no. I will be um, dressed up as someone trying to survive the pandemic this year. Well, you will be t- uh, on your flight on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you need. I, I'm. Okay, you're taking a picture tomorrow. On yeah. Your, in your flight, and then. On October 31st, you're posting in the We're Anxious About Facebook group saying, guys, I'm going out as someone surviving the pandemic and you're posting the bubble girl shot. You have Perfect. to know. Yeah, I will. Great. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Let's go into a quick pat on the back before we polish this off like a candy apple. <laughs> Mm -hmm. nice i guess i'll take it yeah (laughs) i feel very like apprehensive about all my metaphors and puns today i don't really have any conviction behind any of them i I don't know i mean i think we're recording this a little earlier than usual so i hopped on pretty heavy on the like uh, you know towards the front of the caffeine train and i too like i recorded our intro like three times because i was like welcome to i'm anxious welcome to i'm anxious about and i was like i gotta stop like i don't even you know like i was like i can't even strike this tone so I don't know if there was one episode that was going to be, you know, a little willy nilly, right? Surely it'd have to be the short Halloween episode. So yeah. I think we should go ahead and apologize to precisely no one. <laughs> <laughs> and give them a really nice apology, no one. And a really big apology no present to no one. Exactly. Um, so, Chris, what are you patting yourself on the back for this week? Probably just yesterday, I woke up not feeling in the zone at all. I didn't want to do, I was, I woke up with unusual lethargy, you know, like for me, I I Mm -hmm. was really like, I felt like even getting out of bed to go make tea was like, uh, you know, and I powered through. I just sort of, instead of getting overwhelmed by all that I had to do, I just, I focused on two or three tasks that I felt that I could just afford myself the space to do when I could do it. And I was able to get it done. I mean, it took me kind of from like, I want to say like 9am until 6.30pm to finally wrap everything up. So it wasn't the most fun. But instead of having a panicked like nine to five, I just sort of gave myself a nice bit of space and got things done as I could. And I'm patting myself on the back for pushing through that feeling, which you know, to be honest with you, if I could have, I had some deadlines, so I had to. So if I had the option of pulling back, I probably would have. Um, but I worked at a pace that wasn't frantic, even though I had deadlines, which is not something I'm always good at. Mm-hmm. So I will pat myself on the back for respecting the deadline without being crushed by the weight of it. Nice. Um, Very good. Yes. So that is what I should pat myself on the back for. What will you pat yourself on the back for? 
I will pat myself on the back for two things. I survive tax week. I, I like I still have a couple things to do to wrap that up, but it was pretty chaotic and there were definitely some tears, but I survived it. And secondly, I had a like a small situation arise with a friend and I'm just going to be very vague here. Mm-hmm. And it, I said I was okay with something and then I realized later that I wasn't. And I was like, instead of stewing on this and getting super anxious about it and like ending up being like a raging bitch about it for absolutely no reason, I'm just going to like actually say how I feel mm-hmm. and like actually just, you know, be a fucking grown up and say, hey, actually, um, I kind of didn't realize that I was actually a little bit upset about, you know, X, Y and Z. And it went perfectly fine because it's that's the normal- way things go <laughs> because that's the way things go because. My friends are my friends and they love me (laughs) and they're not going to excommunicate me over like one small thing. (laughs) But I was just um, proud of myself for being like, no, you know what? Like I need to actually go back and revisit this and be like, actually, nah, you know? Um, So I feel good about that. I really like that. I think that kind of falls perfectly in line with the way I feel about things, which is that it is much easier to go ahead and address something which might be eating you up inside because at least then you can, I don't know, tether your emotions to something that's real. Like their res- right. if their response isn't what you want, then you can say, okay, well, it's not ideal, but I tried. But mm-hmm. it's that it's really that like I didn't try and now I have to live with this thing. Exactly. That just, and, it, and it builds up into something so much larger than it ever should be. And then you like, you're clearly revalidated, right? Because you said how you felt about something and someone was like, oh yeah, um, sure, no worries, you know, or, or, or whatever the response was. And you realize, okay, I think a lot of this was built up by me, which I'm told we're pretty good at. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Track we record would suggest. We definitely excel at that. I think but, we excel. But yeah, it ended up not being catastrophic. And I'm just proud that I like resolved it quickly instead of stewing over it for like a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would have probably been like me response, like to do that seven or eight years ago before I had kind of figured some things out. Good. Well, I am happy to hear that. I think that's something I try to do as well is try to just address things and not let mm-hmm. them stew and then uh, and then you can live with it and move forward. So I think that's a good place to end it. it. We're a little bit shorter this week, but not in a huge, huge way. And I actually think we covered the topic pretty well. Um, so, I think so too. I'm not really yeah, sure what I, else we would have said. We probably would have just like created an even more elaborate haunted house metaphor or something. Right. And we're also like not, we're not trying to spend an extra 10 minutes being like, and here's why you should be anxious about Halloween. I mean, ultimately we're, the podcast is uh, is meant to help make people kind of feel better and, and uh, hopefully. And I think this episode probably more than anything was just about poking holes in our own reasoning, laughing and smiling about it. And I, I think we probably had, I don't know, I, I don't, we don't have a, an editor to track this sort of stuff. Uh, you and I do that. So I, I wouldn't know how many laughs per minute we had this episode, but I'd like to think we're pretty high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our LPM was pretty high, right? <laughs> LPM, <Our> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good a good ratio for just life. A strong, yeah, strong, strong LPM. Well, I guess on that note, uh, we will ensure that we don't have this one accidentally add 10 minutes with extended goodbyes that are unnecessary. 
So if you do enjoy Halloween, you keep on enjoying it. And if you want to share your costumes, you post in the group and say, this is why I love it. Because uh, we just share things. We're not always right. But thank you guys. Oh, Kotu's saying goodbye as well. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in to each and every episode. Hope you had fun with this one. And we will catch you next week. <laughs> Coach is saying goodbye again. Uh, take care, everyone. <laughs> goodbye. Take care. Have a good week. Don't eat candy from strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>